I don't talk about this very often on the show. Once in a while, I'll mention that I have a musical background. My father is a lifelong musician. He's an orchestra director. And in an earlier chapter of life, I played a lot more music. I would perform more. But what I speak of even less than that is that... And what do you play? Well, first and foremost, I was a singer. Yeah, so you're a colleague. Awesome. That's right. Well, I, I've fallen out a bit on the vocals. Now, once in a while, I'll still perform. I'll play percussion. I'm most of a mostly I'm a hand percussionist now. Awesome. And in what, what genre do, do you prefer? Well, I like to mix it up a fair amount, but uh, I like a mix of fusion with electronica and a bit of rock and sometimes some jazz and maybe even a little bit of blues in there oh i like that mix that's good that sounds <laughs> awesome it's fun it's cool, fun cool i played a buddy of mine's 65th birthday party not too long ago that's fun that's awesome <laughs> it really as not even quite as an adult to a marketer and then maintaining that musical passion, musical performance, and then transitioning vocals much further in life into just speaking vocals, I think mm -hmm. gave a nice path that many communicators I'm sure can appreciate because a lot of us sing when we're younger and maybe play music, but then the real world changes our path and uh, then we try to find a way to make our, our passions align. And it seems like the guest today, who I will recognize here, Lorna, is, uh, has done a very good job of merging those worlds. And I'm excited to learn more about her background and hear how she's been able to align her path as a musician and a vocalist into a communicator and with insights for marketers. So with that being said, Lorna, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Carl. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. Well, I see the musical painting in the background. That's really cool. For those of us who are able to watch via video, uh, yeah, let's... this is New Orleans art, New Orleans art here. Very cool. Very cool. Because you are currently in New Orleans, aren't you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, and well, before we jumped on the call, I was just mentioning briefly what happened is that my boyfriend's family, is his mom lives here in New Orleans. And we came here because we were going on a trip to Switzerland to ski with a family and we were planning on all of us living together from New Orleans, but the trip was canceled because of the coronavirus. So I ended up being stuck here. But the good thing is that I work 100% online. I've been working 100% online for the past seven years. So I just order a couple of things on Amazon and I am back to work. I just got like a couple of stands and and details that I needed for my for my tech setup and I'm back you know I, I keep on working with my clients remotely so everything is fine I can't complain that's fantastic congratulations I, yes I'm with you it's we're very fortunate to be in a business and an industry with skill sets that allow us to do that a hundred percent yes I'm so glad that we've been doing this for a while and this is not something that we're learning now however everybody should be learning and honing their skills consistently but 
I am so glad that I've been doing this for a while. So this is not really disrupting any of my activities. Amen. Amen. There's so much yeah. value that we can provide online. So it's great that we have the opportunity to share some of your knowledge on that. So to that point, how are you helping clients? So currently what I'm doing is I'm helping clients to build and grow their businesses through video. It means building your brand online. It build, it means building your audience and actually closing deals through video because I've noticed that many people, sometimes they're using video, they're creating a community, but they don't know how to close the deals or how to generate sales, how to generate an income. And in order to do that, I have my coaching clients. I have a new program that I'm releasing. And I also, in the other side, in, in, in my business, I also own a marketing agency. In the marketing agency, I have right now clients that are have like companies and my biggest client is in japan and i'm working for two of his companies in japan that are seven figure businesses so uh, i am helping them with all the online marketing that's in the marketing agency side and then i'm also with doing the thing that i love the most which i hope it's going to be this the, the thing that i will be working on more and more is helping entrepreneurs, helping people who are building their businesses to create what I created when I started out, when I started selling my voice coaching, my singing products online, which is creating videos that convert sales. And the thing is that at the beginning, I didn't really know what, what I was doing. And I started in 2008 to do this. Uh, but by 2012, I started selling my products online, my info products. And then in 2013, I went completely online. And I have some cool stories to share about that and how I did it. So what I'm doing is I'm sharing my experience as an entrepreneur and as a communicator so that the entrepreneurs and people who are building their practices, a lot of hypnotherapists, uh, people that have different talents and they want to go online, I'm helping them to create these videos in a way that they convert into sales. Outstanding. That's really great. How did your past lead you to that kind of work? Well, I started actually in 2008 to do the video part. I, I've always been a musician, but I also have a degree in journalism. And I was, at the time I started uh, teaching dance, this is when I was in my early 20s, and I started developing all the marketing skills and learning how to sell and how to get people into my lessons by giving uh, free, like what we would call nowadays the freebies, you know, and calling them into free sessions and talking to them and giving workshops. And I started doing this actually more than 20 years ago and then I switched from dance lessons to singing lessons. In 2007 or 8, it was 2007 that I opened my YouTube channel when I didn't even know what I was doing, but I heard of it and I started like posting some things. And in 2008, I thought, okay, I need to do something to get more clients. I was in a very, very rough spot because uh, I used to perform. I used to sing a lot in, in shows. I had like a big deal with a, with a big uh, international label that went down because there were, there were some problems then. And then I had a, a manager that scammed me. So oh, was, this in, was this in Los Angeles? 
No, no. This was in 2008 in Brazil. I was born in Argentina. Ah. I was, I was, I'm half British and half Argentinian, and then I moved to Brazil. Okay. Uh, so I was in Brazil, and then all these things happened. And it wasn't, yeah, I know, in Los Angeles, there are a lot of people who scam others. I know. But <laughs> and 2008 was a tough time back. then, too. <laughs> this, was, this was way back. And the okay. thing with the, with, the, with the company, with the, um, the label, it was not, it was something that legitimately happened, which was that I had a contract, and they changed the president of the label because there was, uh, there was a fraud that they discovered. Oh, so they, wow. It's a long story. But <laughs> right, right. To, to, this, to the main, main story that we're putting <laughs> together is like, I was broke and I didn't know what to do. And I said, okay, I need more students. I had some students for singing, but I needed more because I was in a, a new city. And I said, okay, maybe I can post videos and get clients through posting videos on YouTube now that I have this thing YouTube. But I didn't have a camera in 2008. And I didn't know a camera. I didn't know what I was doing. But I had a friend who had a recording studio, and he had a camera. So I said, hey, can we do a trade? And then I do some videos in your studio, and then I put on, on the videos that I recorded it here. And he said, yeah, sure, let's do it. I went and I recorded a couple of lessons. I was just teaching the same things that I was teaching in class, just talking to the camera, because I didn't know how to word it, how to create a call to action. I didn't know any of that. Right. But I just had the idea of doing it as a way to promote myself. And he said, yeah, let's do it. I did it. And then I started noticing that because of those videos, when I Googled my, uh, what I do, what is like singing lessons and the name of the city, I showed up on Google. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is magic. I can't believe <laughs> that if I post up on YouTube, people won't find me on Google. And how is this happening? And then I started noticing that according to the words that I put on the title and on the description, I would show up or not. This is was like, I, I laugh at this because I was like a little child discovering SEO, right? <laughs> Search engine optimization. Was like, sure. Oh my goodness. Okay, let me try this. And I would go there and I change one word and then I would go back to Google and I would search and I would see if it that was showing or not. So it was like, this is fantastic. And then I started like posting <laughs> stuff. You know, and I started doing that. So fast forward six months, eight months, I had consistent people coming to my studio because of Google. And I would ask them, hey, so how did you find me? And they would say, I just uh, searched for like singing and it was only you everywhere. Everywhere was you all around. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this works. Okay. Then I started like just paying attention to that. And by 2011, I realized that I could create a, my method, a, a DVD with my lessons. So I recorded a DVD and I started selling that online. Well done. Started selling those videos. And then I started noticing that I had more and more and more subscribers. And one day I went there and I was, I had like 4,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Can you even just have subscribers here? And then I'm like, okay, I will go all in. And that that's when I really went in deep into the marketing and I started selling my programs online. And I had one video that got 1.3 million views. Fantastic. On YouTube. And out of that video, I made hundreds of sales. And then I learned how to do Facebook advertisement. And then I did another Facebook ad video and I got 1.7 million views and 7,000 shares on an ad 
And then I spent only $500 for it. Why? Because it was so engaging that people were sharing it and my cost per lead went down a lot. And this is how I came from being a singer to becoming an online entrepreneur. And because of all this success, people started asking me how we're doing it and asking me to help them do that. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I was doing consulting for a university where I was teaching in Los Angeles because I was teaching voice technique and stage presence. And I started helping them with their marketing. And then I started having people asking me questions and it went on and on and on. And this is how I created, besides my my coaching part, I created like this marketing agency in which I help other people apply these things that I applied for my own business. Love it. Love it. That's great. That's really helpful background. It's also a good segue because I'd love to hear some of the questions that you typically answer. What kind of insights can you provide to the listener who's curious to get started and dig into this? Well, the first thing that I I think that people uh, wonder about is how to make sales on video. Some people they they say, oh yes, I can go and I start like doing Facebook lives on my page and I got some people watching them, but I don't know how to make a sale out of that or I don't know how to sell because I, I just don't feel comfortable asking for the sale on the video. So the main, the main thing that I help people do is to make a, a, a smooth transition between between you offering your value and putting it out there on social media and actually closing the deal. We know that social media is a place where people don't naturally go to buy things. It's not Amazon. Nobody goes on Facebook uh, to say, okay, I want to buy a program. I'm going to go on Facebook. Nobody does that. Right. So we cannot go hard on the sales part as if you were posting something on Amazon and selling your products in a marketplace, correct? So it is important that we can create an audience and attract an audience and create our own branding on Facebook and then we can take people out through a funnel so that we engage them and we end up closing the deal afterwards in a different environment which can be our email list, it can be in a webinar, in a place that is only our environment. Once people are engaged with us and they understand the value and they want to take the conversation to the next level. Love it. Love it. Yes, absolutely. So and in other words, when people are on Facebook, they're really not in a shopping mode. And uh, not only do they not really even know who you are, they don't have the awareness yet, but they're not evaluating. So uh, they're not even yet at the top of the funnel. So you have to move them from the top of the funnel is get them to know who you are to uh, into an evaluation mode where they're actually considering buying your service. That's that's interesting to do from the vantage point of a video. Does that look a lot like calling them out and giving them somewhere to go afterwards, a landing page, giving them some kind of an offer? Is that typically the kind of magic that you work on to help clients get from point A to point B? Yes, definitely. There has to be a balance and there has to be something that people will follow. It's kind of like kind of a dance, you know, that like when you meet someone, you cannot rush the person. When you meet someone, it's like, oh, 
hi, do you want to be my best friend? The people, gonna, the person's gonna look at you and is gonna be like, "Are you crazy? You're weird." You know, <laughs> like, I, you just can't do that. So right. I feel that a lot of entrepreneurs and companies they don't understand that balance, and they either go or completely value oriented, and they just keep on putting value, 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 and they don't know how to transition into the sale, or they go out there and they just do ads that are too direct into the call to action. And people reject that because it's too salesy. So what I like doing is first creating the videos in order to create branding so that people create an idea of who you are and what you do and your capacity. So they start just being attracted to you so that you don't go and you have to attack them like buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. They have to come to you. This is the power of one to many. This is what I love about one to many. And this is why I'm a performer. I am on stage and they're looking at me. I don't have to go and just, just, Hey, can I sing a song for you? Hey, can I sing? I don't do that. Right. Right. So this is the power of video and also the video it's going to strength. It's going to generate a stronger brand so that even if you engage people on cold calling or like one-on-one, -on -one, they will look you up and they, they will see you as a celebrity, as an authority. And this is going to make it easier for you to, to deal, like close any deals because they see you as a, as a person that is in the celebrity status, right? This is what the internet allows us to do. So what I do is I use video to generate that perception towards my work. And then I take people, for example, into a opt-in page, for example, uh, a situation in which I have the capacity to engage with them in, in a place that I will be taking them into a, uh, what we call a marketing, a funnel. Sometimes it sounds like kind of a rock. I put person, people into a funnel, right? So right. Push them down that funnel. Push them down the funnel. <laughs> make them move the but the idea is like, but I mean, this is a good thing. You know, this is a good thing. If you're doing something good for them, you need to work on your sales, on how you feel about sales and how you want to help these people, you know, knowing that you're doing something good for them. So you need to engage them down your funnel. You need to do that. Absolutely. So we first need to create that perception so people are willing to know more about, it, about us. And this is something that we do with our videos. We qualify them because we want to attract a certain type of people, a certain type of people that are interested. And we are also creating this celebrity status that is going to make people want to pay for our services, want to pay the right price and buy from us without us being like super pushing and insisting on people getting our stuff. Until today, I have people that go into the video that I did, that video that went viral. It generates so many sales for me and I'm not even selling those products anymore. People find a way to get my email and send me an email and say, hey, I want to buy your product. And I'm like, okay, I'm not promoting this. I'm not doing live calls. I have the video, the videos in the online course. Do you want that? Yes. And they go and buy. Okay. Wow. Because and I don't have to go and push them. Hey, come buy from me. So why? Because I, I created a special content and this is why I work with my, with my clients. What is it that you're saying in your videos? How are you saying what are the words that you're using? How do you look? How do you sound? Do you sound confident? Do you sound cocky? You don't want to sound cocky, you know? So 
all those things are the components that are going to make a video of yours going viral. It's not only just copying and pasting some techniques that you see in a marketing course. It's your performance. What are the things that you are saying? How you are articulating your message? What, what is the, you, the emotion that you're generating in the person that is listening to you? And the other day I was talking to, in another interview, in another podcast, that was a, a podcast for people who have software companies. So they were saying, yeah, that's helpful. How, how can they do video? Why is this important for us to do video? And this was my answer, Carl. Let, let me see. Let me know what do you think about this. Sure. When you are on a video, you have a lot more control about the emotions that you're generating in the person that is looking at what you're saying because of the way that you're speaking, because of the sound of your voice, you are generating an emotion in your prospect. And then you have more control over the reaction versus just having a, a text that can be interpreted in several different ways and has less power. How do you feel about that idea? What do you think? Oh, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. You may be able to identify with this when you speak to salespeople, a lot of salespeople who they're not the hardcore salespeople, but they can be good at sales. A lot of times they'll say, well, I'm really good at selling something if I believe in that product. And of course you can because you're selling that belief and it's genuine because you actively believe in it. So if you believe in a product and you feel that, then you can project that and communicate that via video better than any other medium, really. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that was exactly, exactly what you're saying. So th that was my, my answer because many people don't understand that. They don't understand why they have to be in person talking to the camera and they're wondering why their conversions are so low. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think too many folks think of marketing as a little bit of an afterthought or just something that they have to check off the box rather than really part of a total picture that is a human communication to, from a problem to a solution. Yeah. The thing is that it's going to be a lot more expensive. And also something that I was sharing in this other interview is that we are in an era in which we crave for communication, people to like person to person. Mm -hmm. And I believe that with everything that is happening with the social distancing that we're going through, we are going to be craving for more and more communication and real contact with people. So those companies that are still believe that they can hide behind a logo, they're going to be left behind. Right. You need a, a person speaking for your company. When you think about um, Apple, who do you think about right now? Sure. Well, everybody thinks of Steve Jobs, of course, but Amazon. Tim Cook, mm -hmm. Mr. Bezos. <laughs> uh, Tesla. Right. Mr. Musk. Right. It's right. Of, I don't, you don't even have to think about it because nowadays the best companies, mm -hmm. they have a person with their own values, with their own mission. And most of us who want like a brand, they identify as well with this person. So this is why I encourage everybody who's listening to this. If you don't like to be on camera, if you have a company and you don't like to be on camera and you're not a very vocal person, for me, it's easy. And for you, Carl, it's easy because we're singers. Right. So we, 
We communicate, we use our voices, we're good. But we're I'm familiar with the call and response too, which you've been doing, by the way. I really appreciate the call and response. You must be used to working with percussionists as well. Oh, yeah. well music, music is, is communication. Absolutely. Know? And uh, I had my one of my best mentors in my life. It's uh, Abraham Laboriel. Have you heard of it? You know him? Ooh, the name rings a bell, but I, I couldn't tell you why. He's considered one of the best bass players in the world. Oh. He has many awards. He's played with Madonna. Like he, if you Google him, like whoever is listening to this, he's one of he's at the top. Like he played with everybody. Everybody's like in Hollywood. Just this is the guy. We'll get he's, him in the show notes. Perfect. Oh, definitely. He was one of my mentors in the when I I, I got my second degree in songwriting, uh. and he would say. Music is communication, and you have to listen. If you want to be a good musician, you need to listen. If you want to be a marketer, you need to listen. Absolutely. Empathy is so huge in marketing, and it's still just absolutely underrated. Yeah. And so that goes also for the creation of the videos. When you're creating a video, you need to make sure that you're talking about things that people care about. So first you need to listen to them because you don't have the opportunity. Now we're talking one-on-one. -on -one. Right. So I can ask you a question and you can answer to me. And I, if I, even if I'm sharing an idea by the expression of your face, I know if you liked it or not. When I'm doing a video, I'm looking at the camera and I don't know if you're liking this or not. So I need to get ready to listen before I go on camera. So sure. That's, that's other the things that I I wanted to make sure that I mentioned this in this video. This is something that people need to pay a lot of attention. If they were wondering what are they going to talk about in the videos, make sure that you have so many conversations with people so that you know what they want and that they need and make a list of those things and create those videos according to what they want and need. Same things for the companies. You need to be in that back and forth. Love that. I love that. And the unsaid part there that you, because you don't need to say it, but a lot of times I do as a marketer as well, is that people don't, they assume that they know who they're speaking to. And uh, it really helps to not assume, to make sure you know who you're speaking to. And that way, if you really know that person that you're making that video for, then you can listen to them, listen to the right person. Exactly. Yes, definitely. That's that's a that's a number one thing that you need to do so that your your stuff converts. You know, there is if your stuff is not converting, it's because there there is a problem on the community. You have your offer, you have the right audience, and it has to be in, in right of the right audience, and you have the message. You might be putting out a message that is not for your right right audience, or you might be not offering the right offer to the right audience, or you might be talking to the wrong audience. So those are the three factors that we need to be always paying attention to. And when you're doing a video, the way that you look, I, I was like, for example, I'm going to give you an example. Sure, I will please. not give details right now, and I hope that they don't hear what I'm about to say. Okay. I'm doing, I'm working uh, on, a, on a funnel for a financial product. This is a very big project because these are companies that, that manage trillions of dollars. And one of the people who are in the training, in the trainings and they're doing the videos to sell the trainings, 
they're showing up like one of the people in like a t-shirt and with a cap like to the side oh my and i'm like okay i get it that the person is like wants to be real but who are you talking to do you want to attract people who who okay so if you want to attract rock stars we're going to have to change the message of what the people that we're trying to get with the financial product then we have to go and do a whole different marketing for those people sure. and find and target it into okay this person is like a rock star is a person that has been has some money saved away after all the money that they made in their tours whatever you know but if we're talking to people who are looking to get security for their families we need to align the way that we look on a video with the message that you're putting out there and the people they are trying to attract because the numbers are telling us that the people that we're attracting are people who are thinking about their future, people who are in jobs, people who have families. And those people don't show up to their jobs dressing up like that. So they're going to feel a resistance against what we're doing. Sure. So right now, I, I'm trying to work on saying, okay, like how are we going to tell this guy that he needs to just dress differently to show up for the videos and that's like something that we're trying to figure out how to make him understand that without him feeling fake sure you know? well i don't know too many rock stars that are controlling trillions of dollars exactly <laughs> yeah it, it, it would make it like too niche down you know it might some people might say oh this guy is cool you know he he is like super normal super like comfortable with the, the way that he is but I think that we, because we're, we're always uh, thinking about numbers, we need to try to do the things that in the numbers are saying us that it's going to work, which is we're going to have to create a, a cohesion, something that's going to be congruent with the main audience that we're targeting, who are people who are in jobs and who go to work on their suits. We need to, to, to communicate the same branding that they have in their lives so that there is a connection. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. I think that's a really helpful story and example. Are there any other high-level tips that you'd like to share? Yes, uh, there, there are a lot of tips that I would like to share, but one of the main things that I think is super important is the mindset. For you to close sales, you need to be okay with closing deals on video. If you are afraid to sound salesy if you're afraid that they're going to say no if you're afraid that people are going to think oh you just care about the money now this is something that I, i'm seeing on online a lot on social media because of the the crisis the recession some people are bashing other people because they're trying to sell like you're trying to take advantage of the crisis that's how they put it or there are a lot of people out there who are giving away their stuff for free and they're feeling bad because they're charging and they're just giving a lot of stuff for free and they're giving discounts. And even when I say, hey, you don't need to do that, they're treating me as if I was like the worst person in the world. So I think that uh, there is something off that we need to work on, which is we need to understand that we need to make sales to make this a better place. Because if you don't make sales, if everybody doesn't make sales, the economy is going to go in a way worse situation. And I assume that if you're selling something, you believe that this is something that is going to help the world become a better place, that is given real value. So you need to be 
dying for people to get what you have for them to improve their lives. And if they don't pay for it, they will not pay attention. So my number one tip, it's going to be, you need to love selling and not selling. You need to love closing deals. I love, I close deals. I don't sell. I close deals. I know that I'm going to close people. So that is a mindset. And that's the thing that it's going to get you this sales. It's not going and buying 25 million programs online and going over the video courses. The number one step is your mindset. That's excellent. That's excellent. Very compelling. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot of listeners out there that are thinking, I need to do that better. <laughs> they need to work on it. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. I assure you, Carl, that there are more, more deals closed today in any industry because of the person giving a pitch, giving a price with a straight face, than delivering the best thing in the world. There are people that are selling horrible products, but they are so in their body, in their mind, and aligned with their willing to sell and and they're, they're willing to get that that profit out of it and being okay with that. Most of the sales that are being done in the world, I can assure you that are done in that position. And I, I will not tell you that this is something that it's been easy for me to achieve. I had to go over a lot of hiccups in my mind because I don't come from a family that had this mindset. I don't come from, a, I, I struggled a lot with finances when I was a little kid. I was, I even telling my boyfriend right now, now we were able to stock a lot of food because of this coronavirus and the, the fridge is just packed. <laughs> and I opened the door and it fills me of gratitude. You know, it just, I, sometimes I feel like crying. And I remember that my dad told me that once when we were two or three years old and we were really struggling, once I opened the fridge and I said, look at this. We have butter, we have milk, because we were so broke that we never had food in the fridge. So I come from that place, and I had to work on myself to get to this place now. It was not something that I was born with. Well, so the thing is that after I went through all this hardship and being a, a musician, I came from a place in which, okay, musicians, we have to do it for the love of art. We need to do things because we love it. And we have like this rejection against going into the market and whatever. And I had to work really hard for me to change that. So fast forward into all this work, I was able last year to go on stage and to close $124,000 in business in one speech in which I didn't even put a sales pitch at the end. I was just talking and answering questions uh, in a in a panel, let's put it that way. Someone asked me to come in and to talk into a an audience that were interested about marketing. Again, right audience. I was speaking in front of the right audience, right? Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but I was able to generate this income because I was speaking in, the, in front of the right audience. I had the right offer because I was speaking about the marketing and how to get results and I had the right message. So I, I aligned the, these three, but inside of my head, I wasn't apologetic about what, what I was saying. And that resonated with certain people. And after that, I went off the stage and then people came to talk to me and I closed actually two deals that weren't related, especially with any of the things that I was talking about on stage. I was speaking about Facebook ads and I closed a deal for my biggest um, client in, in Japan 
that has been going on for a year. He now wanted to, this is a six figure deal. Okay. Now he wanted to renew and even uh, there's all the Corona thing going on in Japan is not that bad. So we're going to continue on that. And besides that, I got another person who came to me to, to hire me to train them on public speaking. So I got two deals like that. So for me to get to that spot, it wasn't something that I did in one day, but I believe, and I'm sure that I got there because of the work on my mindset, because I moved out of that little girl, just wondering she would have food for the next day into a, a bigger place in my, in my mindset, you know, without being apologetic or, uh, really believing in abundance and in the capacity and how great it feels to sell, to make people get results and to get money from it. Excellent. Congratulations. That's a really great success story. Thank you. What is your vision and what does the future for you look like in this genre? Okay. What I'm working on right now is next month in April. We're talking at the end of March, of course. In April, I'll be launching this new program that is something that I put together in order, in order to adapt to the new situation and uh, the new economy and these new challenges with the coronavirus. I put together a program in which I'm helping entrepreneurs and company owners to create a business presence and to sell products and services online through video. So this is where I, where I will be putting most of my energy from now on. I already... I have also my clients in my uh, agency. That is not my biggest passion. It's something that is creating a great income, so I won't complain about that. But I, my passion is communicating and, and helping people do what I do, which is selling on video. So this is what I'm, I'll be focusing on and supported also by my book, by Speak Out to Close Deals. So it's part of the same idea on the communication and the connection with your public so that you can get more sales. So these are the, the, the goals for the year. And also on the side, we were talking about the, the music part. Yes. I want to, uh, I, this year I want to go back and create more music and release it as part of my online business to work with people that are aligned with our mindset, with your mindset, with my mindset, people who are like uh, self-development, uh, grow their, their mindset, all that stuff, that good stuff, I'm creating something new in which I'm combining things, combining my part as a musician with my part as a marketer. So I'm really excited about that. And I think it's the best time ever to do it, to, to great, create a really strong online music brand. Outstanding. Well, I would be remiss not to ask about your music. What is your genre? Well, I've been playing since uh, I was very small and I went to classical conservatory for guitar and I played piano but then I went into jazz so for a long time I was only doing jazz and then I started creating like always writing my pop songs so I would say that I am a pop artist but I like calling myself a conscious pop artist so I want to I work a lot of on the lyrics and the message in my music and it has it has different elements of jazz this very strong because of, of the way that I was trained i'm a jazz trained musician piano player and singer and it has a lot of components of pop and latin music because i was born and raised in latin america so 
those are the components. And as I said, it's conscious pop, pop music because I want it to be something positive and not something shallow. So again, who are, who is my audience? I'm talking to a very specific audience. You know, I will not be doing like talking about Louis Vuitton or right. <laughs> diamonds <laughs> and stuff in my music. It's not like the, the usual pop that you listen in the mainstream. Oh, well, you know, please send me a link and I'll be happy to share that in the show notes as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yes. And then, then I'll, this is something that I will be releasing this year that is like in, like in the beginnings, but I'm, I'm super excited. I think it's going to be super awesome. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, that's exciting. I'm glad that you shared that. Well, Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Well, I'll have that and all references that you give in the show notes, but on top of that, where is the best place for people to go to learn more about you and to reach you? Okay, my website is Lorna Vocals. Lorna is my name, vocals, V-O-C-A-L-S dot com, right? And I, I think the best way that I can do it is just to ask you guys to go over there because with all these new changes and new programs and everything, I put down a lot of links and I don't want to lose contact with you. So what I will do is I'll put just a, a tree link over there so that you guys can find all the links inside my website just when you go there. Perfect. That sounds great. Lorna's choose your own adventure game on lornavocals.com. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be the easiest way because right now we're like with all these adaptations and everything, I just don't have like the, the final links to share with you guys. That's right. All those funnels you're making. Millions of funnels. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Guys, build funnels. Build funnels. That's right. Amen. Party love team. Do that. <laughs> love that. All right. Wonderful. Well, Lorna, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Thanks to you for having me. This was so much fun. And I hope you guys make a lot of videos, okay, with a right mindset. Amen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.